What's good, everyone? Welcome back to My First Kicks. This is episode 138, and this week we welcome HK Smash to this podcast. I mean, ever since I started posting on TikTok, I was trying to get HK Smash on an episode. I mean, one time, and we talk about it on here, we talk about the time where me and him kind of got into it. I don't know. I... I just talk about how much I cherish grails and he made a post about a specific grail of his and I just wanted to ask questions and I stitched it. And from there, we had a little bit of a back and forth. I mean, it didn't lead to any beast, but it took me a year or two until he's on an episode. So, I mean... I don't know if it's we squashed it, (laughs) but if there was a beef, we probably squashed it. But if there wasn't, we definitely talked about it and it's a hell of a time. I think we definitely touched on his current job situation, fighting game communities, because I've also played fighting games uh, in a professional setting like he had. He is. He's constantly streaming. We get to talk about sneakers. We get to talk about what's next for him, what he's currently doing, and what his whole thoughts on content are and how he's going about posting because he hasn't been posting a a lot. Well, he went from posting every day to posting, you know, here and there. And he also went viral a couple times, just not not sneaker related. We also talk about that and how what what that how that affected him as well. So if you're sock jig, you're probably not liking this episode, <laughs> but and I also mentioned it in the episode too, but the, it's just a, it's just a good time overall. I think we became fast friends while recording this. So it was just really cool. I think we have a lot in common. And once we, you know, got into the brass tacks of, you know, content and sneakers and, and fighting games and all the stuff. It, I think it, you get to hear just like a genuine conversation and and how it turns into a good listen of a podcast. So you know, it's, I'm very excited for y'all to, to to listen to this. And you know, we might as well jump into it real soon. Uh, I wanted to also shout out to every one of y'all for listening. And if you saw, I did start posting. The episode now, because, you know, your boy isn't going out that much, but I, I'm starting to put in a lot of work into trying to make sure the YouTube gets a lot more love on the same time as the audio. So if you're listening to this and you want to watch this, you can instantly go to YouTube and the episodes will be up the same day that and same time that this goes up. So. Just make sure you like and subscribe. And you also rate and review. And what else is there? Mm, follow me and subscribe to the podcast and and share it with all your friends. Uh, we'd love to get more more people listening to this. And it's just really a hell of a ride. And I'm I'm very excited to see where this is going to go. You know, maybe in a couple episodes, I will announce something as well. And very excited to see where this is going. <laughs> so shout out to y'all for listening to 130 episodes, 37 episodes of this 
So on to where you can find HK Smash. You can find him on social media as the real, oh no, not the real, real HK Smash. And then on TikTok, he's just HK Smash. If you look him up, it's very easy, uh, easy find, easy follow. And a lot of his content has just been always great and conversational. So give him a follow. Tell him we sent you. Tell him I sent you. And if you if you want to follow me, you know where to follow you, boy. I am who is Haas on all social medias. Follow the podcast of My First Kicks Pod. Please, please, please rate, review. Again, I'm going to say it again. Rate, review, subscribe, like everything that you see that deals with My First Kicks and My First Kicks Pods. That's on TikTok, IG, uh, YouTube, Shorts, and YouTube, re- like re- the real stuff, like the, the full-length videos of this podcast. Uh, TikTok. Twitter, um, shoot, if you follow me on LinkedIn, I do post the podcast on there, too. I'm trying to get as many eyes on eyes and ears on this. So hit me up with a follow, share with all your friends, and on to this week's guest, HK Smash. Hey, HK, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you for having me, bro. Oh, I hit you, I hit you on the sip right there. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I was, I was getting ready for it. I had to make sure that when I responded to your question, I had the palate was wet. So it's all good, man. Man, you know, you know, it's, it's uh, I mean, I've been following you on TikTok for a while, while. I mean, we even, we even kind of got into it at one point, I think. Did we really? Uh, I think we I did think it. so. What was that about? What are we uh, I know that I made a video about you saying that the Amamanir ones were your grails. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and then you responded to me. All right. And now that. that was kind of it after that. But it was like, because I, I mean, listen, everybody has their hills that they die on, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, here's, okay, here's the thing, yeah, right? So uh-huh. I, I think what a lot of people don't understand, I'm sure we'll probably talk more about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like most people just don't know how to have proper discourse with each other, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you say it's a hill to die on, right? But at the end of the day, like, we're still at the table breaking bread. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I, I think there's, there, there's, like, a point where people need to understand, like, there's a way to have discourse with each other and be able to respectfully disagree and be able to, you, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but, yeah, it, like, at the end of the day, it's good to have deflecting opinions, you know, or it's like if I have an opinion about something and you can agree with it and then we can talk about it at the end of the day you know what i mean so yeah i mean that's that's what that's what was great about sneakers back in you know back in my day or back in our day <laughs> <laughs> it was it like depends on how far back you go though man because i don't think I mean, a lot of people know how old i actually am so i think i think we're i, I want to say we are definitely around the same age all right fair enough fair enough um but like yeah the forums were literally just everybody just having you know, full of full on conversations of like, oh, I don't like this. Oh, you don't like this. And then and then it's it was a back and forth. And I think that was was fun. But now we've gotten into this huge hive mind. Everybody must like what, what everybody else likes. And yeah, I don't I, agree I don't know that. if that's like I don't know if that's conducive to to growth. I feel like it's not. No, but, definitely not. No, mm-hmm. it's and I think um TikTok has done a very good job and also a very terrible job at kind of making that a reality for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And especially as of lately, it kind of seems like at least what I'm seeing is there's a lot of the same stuff out there and there's not a lot of 
I don't know what the word is for it, but I, I guess we'll just kind of use the word diversity and the kind of content that goes out there. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of, it seems like a lot of people are just kind of going with the flow with it all. And that's it. There's not a lot of, um, I don't see a lot of a difference in opinion and a lot of like diversity in the content that, that goes out there. It's, you know, it's great to hear about like, and, and shout outs to all the creators on that app. Really, I love all of them, especially yeah. the ones that I keep in touch with on a regular basis. Same. Uh, but I, I allow them to kind of do what they got to do. You know, they all do a very good job at talking about the latest releases and, mm-hmm. you know, what's hot and, and this and that. But like, I'm, I would love to see or at least challenge folks to kind of take it a little bit deeper. You know, there's other stuff that can be talked about. And, you know, talking about sneakers is not necessarily a difficult thing to talk about. But I feel like a lot mm-hmm. of folks, even myself, I find that I tend to like autopilot a little bit. And then you just kind of, it's just a rinse and a rinse and then you get stuck in that loop. And then, yeah, that hive mind thing happens. You're stuck in the matrix. And then it's just a never-ending cycle. <laughs> Especially if those that's the content that's giving you likes. You're like, you're not going to push yourself outside of it. Because they're yeah. like, oh, I got to get my 10,000 back. Yeah. Right? You know, it's like a slot machine. Because, I mean, yeah. technically it is. T- TikTok is built to be like a slot machine. For sure. Like, you're, you know, you're putting in your entry or your dollar, which is yep. your video. And you're trying to get that same amount back. So everybody's just chasing that high of like, yo, I got 10,000 views on that one video, it's you know? Dangerous. Yeah, for it's sure. But dangerous. let's jump into like, you know, uh, since people, I mean, for my listeners, if they aren't familiar with who you are, how about you introduce yourself? Yeah, for sure. Um, I go by HK Smash on, on the internet. Uh, I've been making content for the better half of about 10 or 15 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys can call me Nikki. That's my first name. But yeah, I mean, if we get down like that, but most I mean, we get you know, down like that. It's all good, yeah. Uh, but most of you know me as HK Smash. I got my start actually making gaming content uh, back in um, 2012, uh, mm-hmm. 2013, I want to say. Uh, I was making gaming content, just uh, everything from, oh my God, fighting games to MMOs. Like I just kind of jumped in on the on the content creation side of the gaming industry, and mm-hmm. that kind of blossomed into uh, you know discovering what TikTok was. And, most people know me for talking about sneakers on TikTok. So for the TikTok people out there, y'all know who I am with sneakers. And then I've also got an audience that know me from the. the- I mean, that's uh, wild. The crossover is not even there, and you've made it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, the crossover is is kind of crazy how how I made that that transition. But yeah, it started in gaming. Uh, made a bunch of gaming content, everything from games to gaming products and you know hardware. Mm-hmm. Most of the stuff on my desk, you guys can't really see. Like I've been hooked up by a bunch of different companies that have. I've worked with over over the years and made some really amazing friends and partnerships over the years. And uh, I've taken those skills that I've learned from, you know, learning how to build a, a social media presence, making YouTube mm-hmm. content and and turning that into, you know, talking about things I'm passionate about, which is sneakers. You know, I, I'm not just a gamer. You know, I love I love sneakers. I mean, I mean, pretty simple. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's he's sponsored up, y'all. He's sponsored up. (laughs) I'm I'm blessed, though, for sure. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, like it's hard work, you know. Yeah, of course. And it's been nice to be able to take those skills, um, you know, from from making gaming content part of that industry and uh, taking those skills and transitioning over to talking about something I'm also passionate about, which is sneakers. Mm -hmm. Right. And not being able to talk about it that much through the gaming life that I've had. Um, it's mm-hmm. been nice to find that outlet on TikTok, you know, so TikTok has definitely given me a lot of different opportunities and also just helped me just build another audience very quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. and also just get to know people. Great. Cause at the end of the day, I think, you know, social media could be a really great tool for people to use to kind of find their tribe. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sneakers is definitely one of those that. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. I, I think there's a very good group of people within the sneaker space. And uh, I hold that very close to the chest. Mm-hmm. And TikTok has allowed me to like connect with people who also love the same shit that I do. And, mm-hmm. uh, and also other creators who are either just getting started or have been around just as long as I have and just like to talk about. It. And yeah. I think that's really dope. Oh man, love it. Love the origin story. That's yeah, it's really I gave you a little bit of the origin story <laughs> in an intro. So Yeah. Uh but you know, you're here to answer the question that I ask everybody each week. Yeah. Hard pivot. I'm a hard pivot. <laughs> and that question is what's your first kicks? What's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have? I um I kind of I was thinking about it earlier when you told me in the briefing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's probably so many that I could think of. Mm-hmm. Um that I, that I like, I needed to have, but I, I try to go back to like the core memories. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a kid, when I was a teenager growing up, I was, uh, that was something that like after school, that was what I was doing. Like I get out, I, I'd hit the skate park, link up with, with the homies. And we would just, uh, we would skate pretty much until the, the street lights came on and I had to go home. That was, mm-hmm. that was pretty much my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like my first introduction to sneakers. Cause I never really understood that, um, you know, there were certain sneakers that you could wear that could just help you. Um, yeah. Not not necessarily be a better skater here, but at least make the make the process a lot more comfortable. Um, <laughs> yeah. I remember walking into my local sneaker shop with my mom, and I saw the uh, the Osiris D mm-hmm. threes. I think they they were they were the D. Wow. I'm pretty sure they were the D threes. Uh, this was back in like two thousand and three, two thousand and four. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm I'm dating myself here. Okay. So, uh, I remember seeing those and I'm like, damn, I gotta have them. And I ended up getting them. And I think that's what kind of started my, my love for shoes. Cause I was always wearing different shoes every year. Like I was very blessed. You know, my parents mm-hmm. worked their asses off and made sure I had a brand new pair of shoes every year for school. Uh, I always had to, you know, work hard to get them, but, uh, you know, having a new pair of shoes every year was, was nice to have. But then when I started skating and destroying my shit much faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely appreciated them a lot more. And I think that's what kind of like sparked that, that aha moment where I was like, damn, I really like having these and, and seeing the different styles and seeing the different materials. And that kind of opened my eyes to the sneaker world. So being, being a little skater boy back in the day and seeing the Osiris D3, I had these like triple black. They were like super simple. They mm-hmm. looked like uh, these big puffy clouds on your feet. And I was just, oh yeah small scrawny kid growing up I still am but you know they looked ridiculous on my feet but let me tell you something i put them on i could never take them off and like and when i would skate i could skate even longer like my kick flips were, were, were hitting right you know i was getting all my shove it's down like my feet were just comfortable i was like damn this this they're is like, it. like I, i've they're seen like they're the like light. everybody everybody in the park is like he's gonna go pro Oh, that was it. Yeah, no, for sure. I obviously did not go pro, but, but it definitely was like one of those shoes that opened my eyes to a world of like how, uh, beneficial they can be for you day to day. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, growing up a Knicks fan, mm-hmm. seeing, Same. you know, Michael Jordan and, and all of those guys in the nineties with all their different shoes and seeing, you know, some skaters wearing Jordan ones, I was like, okay, I, I see that there's like some kind of crossover here, but mm-hmm. I believed in the skate. Show. Like that was that was my, my big intro. It wasn't even basketball shoes. I feel like most people talk about basketball shoes mm-hmm. uh, as their intro to shoes, right? Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I definitely believe like the gateway drug, the OG gateway drug in sneakers is a Jordan. 
Yeah, like, for sure. I will agree yeah, with that hundred and ten percent. Like that was the gateway gateway drug for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, the skate shoe in general was like you know the Etnies, the the DCs, the, mm-hmm. the Cyrus. Like those were the ones that, in my mind, like those were the end all be all. And then when Nike started to to make their rounds and start to you know hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Before we jump forward, let oh. me let me let me let me give a little synopsis for the listeners about the D3. All right. All right. So the Osias D3, uh, these 2001 staple skate shoes have a puffy, exaggerated silhouette made with synthetic leather, textile and rubber and come in a sleek black colorway. They have an oversized tongue with r- rubber pull tab with a rubber pull tab, a heavily padded collar and are finished off with a large holy iconic ovular eyelets and they make up the bulk of the sidewalls and i mean like this shoe if you aren't familiar with it and you're listening to this this shoe was known for like years of being like a controversial shoe yeah yeah and like it was like the people were were fighting over this i mean i've had a previous guest who who got these in where did he live? He was overseas and was able to get them. And he was, it was like, I think the story was like his, somebody point, somebody's like, he pointed up because mm-hmm. they were supposed to send them all back at one point, I think. And yeah, he yeah. saw that there was like a dusty box and he pointed up at the box and it was a pair of D3s in there. And, and that's was, was the shoe that he got. I think that was the story. Uh, if anybody's listening and wants to correct me, go ahead. But <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, uh, but yeah. I mean, you know, this shoe. I never was able to get a pair, and I mean, now you got those like Lanvians or whatever they're called, Lanvian, yeah, yeah, yeah. that they're like copying it. Uh, it's very similar. Very similar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, if you've it, ever, if you could ever get your hands on a pair, anyone mm-hmm. out there, if if you've ever had a pair, you know, they're just. I would have to say, like, they kind of feel like Boost but mm-hmm. in reverse because mm-hmm. the cushioning was all in the tongue and on the sidewalls. Right. So you didn't really have the outsole wasn't what it is today mm-hmm. where you have air or anything that's supporting you. It was, everything was on the tongue and it was just like, I don't know, man, it's just hard. It's hard to describe, but it definitely kind of felt like boost just in reverse. Well, if you want a pair, you can get a pair right now on zoomies for on 118 zoomies. bucks. Yeah. Oh, good. I, and then, you know what? I'm going to have to get myself a pair and I'll see, I'll see if I can do a nice unboxing. Cause that, that'll yeah. be worth it for 118 no, bucks yeah 118 bucks you got it uh yeah. but yeah you were saying you know you're jumping I, listen i grew up on skate culture i think you said i know you mentioned in a video a while back you're from long island originally right yeah born yeah. and raised long island new york yeah um, uh, county <laughs> the only shout out it'll ever get <laughs> no that's it yeah that's, that's <laughs> uh, i'm from queens you know uh basically yeah. born and raised so yeah. we're right there and uh oh absolutely yeah absolutely. And then, uh, but I mean, like I grew up on skate culture heavy. Like that was uh, besides basketball. Cause I mean, I played basketball. You, when you grow up in New York, you have to play back. I think it's like, if you, yeah. if you don't play basketball, you're a loser or something like that. Sure. I'd agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Especially like, especially in the boroughs too. Right. Cause mm-hmm. that culture was not necessarily on the Island. Right. Cause I was, and growing up in Suffolk County, I grew up in a pretty conservative white neighborhood. Right. So like mm-hmm. it, it wasn't, the basketball culture was not necessarily as deep as like skate, skate culture was. Right. Mm-hmm. So like when, then when you start going into the boroughs and you start, you know, passing by Rucker, like it's a, it's very, very different. But it was also like super. Um, super tight knit, super. Oh, yeah. The basketball oh, yeah. Culture. And that was so cool. To see. Like, I, I mean, I never played, but, you know, you could I definitely appreciated it. watching it at, at home on TV and then going mm-hmm. to see him in the parks. It's so cool. 
you know, streetball uh, culture was so sick to see. Because I spent a lot of time in the city, too, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I would get on the Long Island Railroad, and I would jump into Penn Station, whatever, get off in Brooklyn somewhere. Or, you know, I got friends out there, too. And you know, I'd spend some time as a, as a young teenager, a young adult, <laughs> spending time out there and, you know, passing by the parks and stuff. And Yeah, streetball was super sick to watch. Nah, yeah. And then, you know, I, I grew up on that. And then you get, you get the, the Tony Hawks, and then after that, skate. Skate oh, yeah. culture just like b- oh, it blew up, man. It exploded. Mm-hmm. Exploded. I, I don't think we had like a legitimate skate park for years up until after Tony Hawk happened. And then you started seeing them kind of pop up in some of the different towns across like Nassau and Suffolk County on Long Island. And mm-hmm. uh it was but but it was it was interesting because now they live on the West Coast and growing up in the East Coast, like you had to pretty much pay to get into these places. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you at one point, I was spending like twenty dollars a week, which at the Jeez. time was a lot, you know, just to get into the skate parks to skate for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, it was a shared space for the most part. You know, they'd have like a couple hours for the kids on skateboards, a couple hours for the kids on their bikes. You know, every so often you get the the rollerbladers that would come in, and you know, maybe some they'd have like an open session for the kids on the Razor scooter, uh, Razor scooters, right? So like mm-hmm. it was, it was kind of like a shared space. It still is today, but then when I moved out to the West Coast and. Uh, seeing the skate culture out here is like Mm -hmm. the public parks that you know kids go to to play on the swing set there's like a bowl and uh, and rails and 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 stair sets attached to it and you know kids (laughs) go there all day and they spend their time out there even living in california i'm in vegas now but when i lived in Mm -hmm. california and seeing um you know skate parks are pretty much like a regular thing like it is just so cool to see and like it's a public place you know but yeah after after tony hawk happened and and seeing how skate culture became very normal and mm-hmm. i kind of was capitalized on a little bit especially oh, yeah, in, for sure. in, in my neighborhood um but then when i moved out and, and saw how um it's so ingrained in culture outside of that area is really really awesome to see and i think it's needed for, for kids to have a place to go and just play mm-hmm. what was your what was like high school like for you were you like were you the be- were you the bell of the ball? Were you? No, oh, I'm. You know, and I'm looking back. I'm really glad I wasn't. You know, I, uh-huh. I think for anyone that's still in high school, definitely try to not peak while you're in high school. There's plenty <laughs> more to life outside of that. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, no, high school was an interesting, interesting time of my life. Um, I was very, uh, I was very quiet. You know, I definitely wasn't a troublemaker, but I was very much into my skate shoes, and I was definitely into skating, and I was definitely that scene kid. You know, growing mm-hmm. up and. Uh, I had my, my small group of friends and I, I still, uh, I still talk with most of them today and, you know, they're still getting into trouble hanging out in parking lots, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. <laughs> the, but yeah, no, high school was, was interesting. I was actually a big jock. I, in high I school. hear, I hear that the par- hanging out in parking lots is definitely a common thing for Long Islanders. Very much so. <laughs> pimping, yeah, dude. Uh, all my friends would hang out like, and you know what, even though we were hanging out in parking lots, we weren't causing any trouble. Like it was pretty mm-hmm. much all we were doing. We were just kind of hanging out, listening to music and just Taco Bell, you know, that was pretty much it. And then some <laughs> nights we would go over to the Wendy's parking lot. <laughs> or, or whatever you know depending on depending on what we were, we were trying to eat that night that's the parking lot we were hanging out in that was it mm-hmm. that was that was high school for me but um yeah i was a big jock in high school i i played a lot of ice hockey you know like i said growing up in a white neighborhood you know that was, mm-hmm. it, was it was hockey or lacrosse and i was doing a lot of that and uh yeah, i feel like you're a bruiser you were just out there i was i was pretty people. nasty yeah you know for some of my size i was doing really well you know i i uh I was very competitive, you know, I was, mm-hmm. I was pretty much doing sports all, uh, all year round. So if it wasn't hockey, it was lacrosse. If it wasn't lacrosse, I was wrestling, uh, you know, I was doing pretty much two or three things at any given time. So, you know, my parents kept me busy. I was constantly doing something I was super active, super, mm-hmm. super busy, but no one ever 
you would look at me and never think that I was a jock, but yeah, that was pretty much like my life was just doing all that. And then, um, I actually discovered paintball, which, uh, is the origin of where my name comes from was I used to play competitive paintball back in the day. Uh And I actually stopped competing in all of the different high school sports that I was doing. And I dedicated my life towards the end of my like high school career to paintball. And that's wild. Yeah. So I I started (laughs) playing and I picked it up very quickly and I got a job at the local field and I started playing with the pros that were there and I got good very fast. And I started playing in the tournaments and started just like just getting involved in it. And yeah, I, I ended up, um, the long story short, I started, uh, playing for a couple of different teams, started traveling around the country and mm-hmm. gave up on hockey, gave up on lacrosse, played paintball. I played for the HK army, which is a, a team. They're still around today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played a couple of tournaments with them and that's kind of where my name came from. Uh, was like, that was my first Xbox live gamer tag <laughs> name. And at the time I was just playing paintball all the time. And that's how HP Paint, paintball and uh, Call of Duty, uh, yeah. Modern Warfare too. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was it was Modern Warfare or Halo. It was honestly a lot yeah. of Halo, a lot of Halo too. Uh, a shit ton of Halo. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, the the nights of of not sleeping and just playing Halo two, and it was uh, either online when Xbox Live first came out, or mm-hmm. um, bringing the CRT over to the homie's house. The Xbox land party it up, dude. Yeah, and that was it. That, that was my life. Uh, once I turned 18, that was pretty much, it was paintball, yellow two, maybe some world of Warcraft, Taco Bell. <laughs> that was Seven it, up Mountain Dew. Yeah. Oh man. Baja Blast first came out. Oh my God. Uh, revolutionary. Yeah. That was like my taste buds. Incredible. Man. Uh, and, and like during this whole time you were still collecting sneakers or what did you, did it take a break during that time? I, I didn't necessarily take a break from sneakers. Cause I never mm-hmm. like, I never really knew that there was like sneaker culture like there is today, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I never really had the space to collect all those shoes and I was going through them very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I never really had like, you know, a, a small pile of shoes, you know, that, that, that I have here now mm-hmm. um, or at least organized with a case and a nice, you know, it, it, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, it was always just like I just beat the ever living shit out of them and I was just going through them a lot, you know, and, and at that time, you know, I was working like, you know, these normal like after school jobs and you mm-hmm. know whatever money I had, I would just blow it on the mall. You know, I'd go to the mall and just grab the, near, the next pair of shoes that I could get, and I'd beat those things up and I'd rotate them out with the next pair of skate, next pair of skate shoes, next pair. Of skate shoes. And I think collecting sneakers for me actually started when I got my first big boy job. And, okay. Yeah. So like when I got my first big boy job at Apple. Oh, excuse um, me. Yeah, that was my first big boy job. I I've been working since I was 13, right? And uh-huh. I'm doing all these different jobs. And then I've landed my first big boy job at Apple. And then I started seeing like good money come in. Mm-hmm. And um, I started to mature a little bit, you know, I, I was like, I need to start taking care of my stuff a little bit here and there. And, you know, I was buying the SBs a little bit and you know, I'd mm-hmm. get my Jordan ones and, uh, you know, anything else that caught my eye, I was, I was scooping those things up and, uh, you know, started to really kind of budget myself a little bit more and really start taking it a little bit more seriously. Cause I was like, okay, now I have money coming in. I can, I could save a little bit more. I got my mm-hmm. bills paid, you know, rents paid. And you know, now I can start actually collecting here a little bit. And then when I got uh, recruited to work at Facebook, uh, mm-hmm. that's when I really started um, to collect more because I was surrounded by folks that also liked shoes like, like I did, you know, mm-hmm. cause I really couldn't, enjoy shoes the way I like to when I was working at Apple. Cause most of my career there, I was working in the stores mm-hmm. and I was standing up all day. 
So yeah. I had to like pick one or two pairs of shoes that I really liked to wear that I knew I could beat up because I was standing up all day. I was walking mm-hmm. on marble floor and they were just getting destroyed, like yeah. absolutely destroyed. Like at one Which, point I was wearing I was gonna, Sperry's. I was- Oh my God. Yeah, bro. I was wearing boat <laughs> shoes at one point because it was, it, they were more comfortable to wear than my J's or, uh-huh. or my SB's because, like, I was just standing up, you know, and it was, it was more comfortable for me to wear fucking boat shoes. Uh, you know, so I had a small you, collection of Sperry's. Did you work at the 59th Street? I worked, uh, at, I, I worked at Fifth Avenue. Oh my and, goodness. Maybe we have seen each other. I worked at most of the stores in Long Island and mm-hmm. in Manhattan. Uh, for the majority of my career. And then I, I took a job actually out in Vegas for a couple of years uh, mm-hmm. to work at the, the market stores here. And then after that. Before we jump back into the episode, I want to talk to you about Drops and Collect by Soul Savvy. With Drops and Collect, you are able to stay ahead of the game. Using Drops, you can enter raffles and set alerts for any and all restocks. It will help you never miss another release ever again. And after you cop some fresh kicks, use Collect to manage your collection. I'm also still in the process of adding my kicks to Collect. And it I'm telling you, it takes some time. But what's really cool about Collect is that you can also make trades with no fees if you're a current member. But don't worry. If you aren't a member, you just have to pay a flat rate of $8. Now, how do you get to these apps? All you have to do is use the link in the description of this podcast or in the link tree for this podcast. Download these apps and grow your collection by helping the podcast. That's right. Just use the links in the description and start expanding your collection today. There and then I moved to the Bay Area. I mean, you, you're a world, you're a United States traveler. I like. guess so. In a way, in a, in a way, yeah, I've, I've been fortunate to be able to travel for work or at least just like take the opportunities that come my way and just be open to the idea of relocating mm-hmm. to, to pursue those things. And I'm glad I did because it, it definitely opened my eyes to a lot of different things that I love. And, you know, being at Facebook was definitely one of those things that um, allowed me to be more open about my mm. passion with, with sneakers. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I was part of an admin group uh, for sneakerheads at, at Facebook. I think we had it before I was like, oh, I think we had more than 6,000 employees Jeez. that were part of this group that not only talked about shoes, the latest releases, we talked about, you know, everything from reselling, how to be a good reseller, you know, how mm-hmm. to pick up on the latest releases and the current trends and just be able mm-hmm. to share our W's and our L's with each other. Mm-hmm. And and that's what really kind of opened my eyes to all that stuff because then you start coming across you know big boy, big. Oh yeah. And I was able to like really afford the shoes I really wanted, and then I started really diving in on like okay now I'm going to go back and try to get the shoes that I never had an opportunity to get when I was, and mm-hmm. and that, and being surrounded by folks that had the same mindset as me where it's like yeah dude I you know I got my bonus I'm going to try to get these shoes now and it's like it kind of rubs off on you and and that's where I really started to kind of blossom in my my sneaker collecting career if you will and mm-hmm. being able to kind of share that and that trickled into my time on tiktok with uh you know uh the pandemic i feel like most people probably yeah. too right like we all kind of jumped on tiktok when that when that happened we started working i mean i was i was on there i was on there i started the podcast but i didn't start my tiktok then there i started my tiktok the year after there because i was just i was a heavy lurker so like you were you were like in the handful of follows once i found sneaker talk 
Gotcha. And then, gotcha. And then, and then yeah. Then it, then, it, then it came to, to be like, all right, I should probably make videos. I should do this, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, absolutely. And I mean, at that point, I was already making content. But then this, um, you know, when I discovered TikTok, I was just like, I just love talking about shoes because I was talking about shoes all the time at work. Like even, yeah. even my managers were like, yo, did you hit on Supreme this week? Like what'd you get mm-hmm. this week? Like what'd you cop? It was nice to be able to go to work every day uh, at that time and mm-hmm. I had to wear a different pair of shoes every single day. And I started like coming up with my own schedule of like on Mondays, I'm wearing Air Maxes. On Tuesday, I'm wearing something hype. On Wednesdays, I'm wearing pink, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And I started, I, I like to share that with people. And, and that's what kind of made my job easier too, because I, I worked in partnerships and I was in meetings all day. So it was like a conversation piece. And I was like, oh, maybe I could talk about this on online. And then I just started talking about it on TikTok randomly. Yeah. And then things just immediately changed, especially when we were home, because it was like, I want to have something to do outside of work because, right. you know, we, we worked really hard on, on all the different projects that we worked on mm-hmm. and having that outlet to be able to talk about something that you really like was like, I needed something like that. And that's what TikTok is and or yeah. was, and it still is, um, you know, for me I, to be able to express that openly. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you talk about, I mean, you're, you're, you talk about something that I, I preach to a lot of people that talk to me about, like, you know, working in corporate in like a corporate environment and then having, like when you when you don't feel creatively fulfilled in your current day job, you need to do something on the oh, outside. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah, it's, it's like the worst. It is so bad. Yeah. And, I, and I think with the way my mind works, is I need to be able to be creative with everything I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a program manager, so I was responsible for launching a lot of different new on uh, on WhatsApp. That was like the last for the last four years of my career there. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all I focused on. And I always looked for ways to kind of integrate the things I was doing outside of work which mm-hmm. is just making content and just being creative and coming up with different ways to talk about something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to, I tried to incorporate that into the work I was doing because I wanted it to be fulfilling and I wanted to enjoy it. And I wanted to be excited about the work I was doing every day. But at the end of the day, what I was really passionate about was coming home and doing like this, you know, yeah. doing podcasts or doing interviews or doing, mm-hmm. you know, making something. Uh, that was what I really wanted to do. And, you know, TikTok is that thing, it, you know, I was able to just kind of focus on, you know, when I was done with my meetings for the day, or if I had a couple of tasks, I was able to get done early, I'd get on TikTok and I talk about something. Mm-hmm. And or or if I get excited about something that I just learned, I have to tell you about it. Like, mm-hmm. th- and that's what made me such a good employee at Apple. I was like, when I learned about all these new products, I was like, shit, as soon as somebody comes in and asks me about it, I have to talk to you about this. Yeah. And, and I think <laughs> that's what I liked about about TikTok so much is that like, when I learn something new, or I discover something new, or if I mm-hmm. rediscover something, I feel like I have to how my brain and uh that's what's made it a lot of fun and i've always encouraged people like if you if you have something that you want to talk about like you should mm-hmm. totally do that like a thousand percent like, yeah whether it's sneakers or something totally different yeah you should totally you should share it, it, it yeah and that's the beauty of of what social media could bring yeah i think it's just the the idea of of having and being able to have conversations now you know because like nobody if somebody stops you in the middle of the street you're just gonna look at them with like you they like they have six heads on you, on the you. Fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> i should probably watch my p's and q's i don't know if this is like a pg-13 podcast it's not pg-13 all right all right, bad. All right. I, I won't let it you're fly good. here but i'll be mindful you can let you it fly i don't you want, I don't want you to get demonetized or anything so I'll, I'll Listen, we're not monetized right now. We're good. We're good. And also, I, I, it would be like the first ten minutes of the podcast, I think, and then and then they demonetize you. I bet. Yeah. So we're good. We're good. Um, but I think it's like, like I mean, listen, we're both we're both from New York. So if somebody's like, "Yo, my man," you'd be like, "Yo, you got really, like you're already like you got a problem." What you mean? Yeah, on? like, what do you mean? What's good? Like, you uh, good? You good? Yeah, like, you good? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Most of the time, I mean, 
And it, it's interesting because it's like I feel like I've really learned to mind my own business growing up in New York. You yeah. Know, you walk, you can see the, the most random shit. Mm-hmm. And most most of the time, people are gonna keep it pushing, and, and just and just stay in their lane. That's it. You know, that's what I miss about New York, besides the pizza and bagels. But uh-huh. uh, you know, everyone knows how to mind their own business. But there's also a, a very tight folks there. Like they mm-hmm. could be, you, you could you could uh, break down on the side of the road somewhere uh, on on the uh, on the LAE. Yeah. And someone will come pull over and help you out, but they'll be pissed off that you that yeah. your car broke down. But they're gonna help you out anyway. <laughs> Whereas on the West Coast, they don't necessarily feel that entirely. They'll kind mm-hmm. of pass by and they'll be like, oh, that really sucks. I'm sorry that happened. But then they'll just kind of be about their business, you know, <laughs> go about their day. So that's what I, I will always love. New York will always have my heart. That's my home. Like when people ask yeah. me where I'm from, even though I haven't lived in New York, uh, mm-hmm. New York is my home. That's just it. You know? That's, that's, that's uh, even when I wear hats, right? Like everyone's like, why don't you wear other hats? I'm like, yo, if it's not a Yankee hat, I ain't wear it. That's just it. Like I, mean, I understand. I'm a, I'm a Mets fan. I'm a, okay, I'm a, so <laughs> look, I ain't, we ain't gonna talk about that. But the but the fact of the matter is, like, you can't. But you're a Mets fan, right? So you can't mm-hmm. be caught dead wearing a, a Yankees hat. No, right? I don't wear a Yankee hat. No. There you go. All right. So yeah, I would I would never wear a, a Mets hat. I also I also just don't wear like it's like it's literally just Mets hats, Knicks hats, Giants hats. Like that's fair. That's yeah, hundred percent. I don't so, wear other teams. I don't. I like you know because like now with the whole hat community and now there's like. Yeah. You know, there's hat podcasts and tons of people are putting out different team hats. I'm like, if it ain't if it ain't a Met, it has to be a Met hat. First, if it's not a Yankee first. hat. I ain't putting it on my head. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's just and it's crazy. Like when I see people wear a Boston Red Sox hat, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, how dare you? That's sacrilege. <laughs> Especially if you live in New York and you're wearing a Boston hat. Like what? Mm-hmm. A, you know? But it's okay. So let me ask you this question. We're gonna turn the tide here. Okay. So I feel like in every New York household, there's like your three, your big three teams. Mm-hmm. For all the, or at least your your three or four teams that you that you grew up rooting for, who are they? Yeah, yeah. Knicks. So, yeah. Mets. Knicks. Mets. Giants. Giants. And I mean, like you know, you, you I, I'm, I'm a I, Rangers. I'm a Rangers fan. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you're an Islanders fan. No, bro. No, no I'm I'm, Ranger, I'm New York Rangers. Oh, okay, okay. I, I bleed blue for sure. Uh, Yankees, obviously. Mm-hmm. Giants mm-hmm. and uh, Knicks, of course. Okay. So, so you have no, no allegiance to a a football team. No, wait, you said Giants. Giants, Giants, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you said Rangers, Rangers, Knicks, Rangers, Giants, Knicks, Knicks, Yankees. Okay, there we go. There's four. Yeah, yeah. 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 What's your what's your soccer team? (laughs) Oh, get me out of here! I don't know. I don't know the first thing about football. Football. I don't know the first thing about it. I'm not even going to pretend to know about it. I had a a, a homie of mine the other day. He's like, "Yo, you got to watch this." this messy game there or whatever there. Yeah. The, the Miami joint enter yeah. Miami. Right. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck is that? And, and he had me watching the, the game with him. And I, I was like, I, I know a little bit about the game. Right. But mm-hmm. like, I had no idea what was going on. Apparently they were in a championship game. It was a penalty shootout thing or, or something. Cause they were over time. And I was like, I don't know how that works, but it was absolutely bonkers. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but this is crazy. Um, but yeah, I don't know the fur. I don't know the first thing about. You just, just got to be like it's wind jammers. It's, it's wind jammers. It's from the side down, and you're like, <laughs> there you go. You figured it out. Yeah, that's it, man. I'm just like, I'll just if Messi's the guy, cool. I'll root for the team wearing pink. All right, man. Like I just don't know. I just. Like I mean, yeah. I will say they're so passionate about the sport, man. For sure. Once, once, pe- like, cause, like, I have a couple friends that are really into soccer or football, and I mean, I'm Brazil. I'm half Brazilian, so like, okay, I, I have to be into football but like yep. i uh i'm only into 
Brazilian teams and when Brazil <laughs> plays in FIFA. Like that's the only time I'm like, all right, man, I'm like, in. Perfectly fair. That's yeah. an absolutely fair thing. It's the same thing like when when the US <laughs> plays in the in the world championships or whatever. Like I'll, or like I'm Italian, right? So I grew up in an Mm -hmm. Italian household. I'll probably watch, you know, I'll watch FIFA and, you know, if Italy's playing, yeah, of course, I'm probably going to root for them. That's, that's, Mm -hmm. that's it, right? That's hometown. That's that's the motherland. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I, I mean, I definitely want to know, like, how did you, cause you have this innate ability, like you're very charismatic through your videos and stuff like that. Where did, where did that come from? Um, I feel like that, where did that come from? I'm definitely my mother's son. So, Mm -hmm. you know, my mom is very bubbly. She's very out there. Um, And I think over the years of actually working in customer service, I've learned to just learn how to deal with people. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm also not afraid to let my personality show. I feel like for a while um, I was very shy and afraid of what people thought of me Mm -hmm. for even when I was a kid growing up. You know, I was bullied like, like most people were and you know, I was made fun of for my size and, you know, for how short and how skinny I was. And, um, I, for a long time, I was just very like, kind of like, I'm just going to keep to myself and that's it. Right. And then I think when I, when I discovered, um, content creation, that's when mm-hmm. I really started to kind of allow myself to just let myself be just open, kind of mm-hmm. let it out, you know, and, I think for people that have watched me, um, even when I was playing fighting games competitively back in the day, mm-hmm. um, that's when I really allowed myself to kind of just, just let my emotions flow, man, you know, and just, and I, I feel like that's allowed me to kind of really grow into the person I am today and, and has just allowed me to just open and be okay with the fact that, you know, people are going to have opinions about you, mm-hmm. even if you mean the best in the world, like your intentions could be absolutely correct on point, no flaws, someone mm-hmm. is going to say something negatively about you. And mm-hmm. uh, I think there's nothing I can do to change that, let alone there's nothing anybody can say negatively about me that I wouldn't say about myself. So mm-hmm. I, just allow, I just allow myself to just be out there. And, and I feel like if I can bring my authentic self to everything I do every single day, it's just going to make my life significant here and it's going to allow people to just have an immediate understanding of who I am and they mm-hmm. have to make a decision on whether or not they get down with it or not, you know? So, and, and I allow that to just show in all my videos, you know, I'm not going to let anyone punk me and I'm certainly not going to allow anyone to, to tell me, you know, if I'm wrong for thinking a certain thing or whatever, I'm just going to tell you how it is and that's it. And I keep it pushing, you know, it's all love. And yeah. Everything. But, uh, yeah, man, I just, I, I just allow myself to just be authentic and I encourage anyone to, do and like, I, no reason to put on a facade. Everything you see in the videos that I make, I'm very much the same person in, in real life. You know, mm-hmm. the conversation you and I are having right now would be the same if we were sitting across the table from one another, having a cup of coffee or whatever, you know? So it's, it's just how it is. And it's how I've pretty much lived my life uh, every day, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been great. But I've always preached, you know, be unapologetically you yourself, especially, 100%. you know, like, and, and, you know, I talk about working in corporate spaces on here a lot. And, and I think that, a lot of people think that we need to conform to what people think are corporate standards and yep. that's how we get along and, and, or get further along, you know, yeah. but you know, I've had Tim, Tim Chisano on, I told him like, you know, it's not about like the outfit, it's about the output and yeah. if you're doing yeah. good work, you know, you got to believe in yourself and you do good work and, 100%. and you will be recognized, you know, at all times. Like, Absolutely. And, it, 
And even if you're even if you're not appreciated, if you even if you're not appreciated at that work spot, you know, you can just go to another spot. There's going to yeah. be somebody like somebody's going to give you the chance, you know, yeah. it's just like on TikTok, you know, people have the that's the beautiful thing about it. It's just mm-hmm. even not even not just with TikTok, right? It's just with any anything in life and with content. It's, you know, people have a choice to decide whether or not they get down with it or not, you know, and, um, I've learned to not take things too seriously. You know, things will flop, things will not resonate with a lot of people and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all I know is that I've put the best of my ability forward on everything I've done. I've let some things kind of fall by the wayside here and there, but you learn from those mm-hmm. things and you just kind of move on from it, you know? So yeah, man, it's, it's so important to just be you. Yeah. It's so it's especially now with uh you know how people have access to so many different things to be able to express themselves mm-hmm. you should be able to uh open and express yourself no matter what you know and and it goes same thing with shoes mm-hmm. you should like what you like you know don't right. ever feel like just because someone with a little bit of clout likes a certain thing or it makes you feel bad for liking a certain thing fuck that right fuck all that no like you got to like what you like and that's it you know, we can clown and we can bullshit about it all day but mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, it's what it's what you like. You know, you right. be comfortable putting your head on your pillow. And- exactly. I mean, if you're happy with the purchase that you bought, right, and you you're excited to put them on, that means ten thousand times that's more. That's the best than, feeling in the world, yeah, man. That means ten thousand times more than anybody that's telling you, like, nah, man, those is whack. Like, yeah. kick rocks. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's fun because like I've had plenty of, plenty of times where. People have said like, yo, those are ugly as hell. Good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you think they're ugly because they look good on me. Like yeah. they're not for you. So you yeah. don't have to deal with it. And I think that's kind of what like when you when you start to react to people a certain way, especially mm-hmm. with stuff like that, like, good, you don't have to like it. Yeah. I'm the one that's wearing it, you know, unless exactly. you're paying for it and you put it on my feet, it's a different story. But <laughs> this is all for me, man. Like that's that's all it's for. And and it's fun. Like I my my friends roast me for some of the shoes that I've purchased, you know. Mm-hmm. Um uh I know my Salehis have gotten a lot of slack. I hate those things, man. I've gotten a lot of slack for those. Um, Well, to me, to me, all Crocs look like they just smell. Like it's like it's to me, it's giving me the Birkenstock feeling. Like when you see when you (laughs) see somebody in it, I've always wanted to own a pair of (laughs) Birkenstock. But when you when you see somebody in a pair of Crocs, they just look. I I just feel like the funk coming out of them is crazy, and it's like probably is. Yeah, probably is. I wear mine with (laughs) socks, uh, you know. So I I wear. I've I've actually grown into my Salehis a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I, I gave them a lot of shit early on because I just didn't know what I was getting myself into. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wear them all the time. They're like my driving shoe. I wear them when I go to the gym and I swap out for my Jordan ones or whatever the gym show is. For oh, the no, day. you're not. You're not hitting. Them. You're not hitting PRs in them. No, <laughs> no, I don't lift like that anymore. No, no. I'm, I mean, I'm at that point in my life where I don't necessarily need to lift for um, numbers. I'm just mm-hmm. lifting so I could stay healthy and stay in the gym and, and just increase the longevity of my lifespan as much as i can you know so um i just going to the gym is actually one of those things that gives me an opportunity to wear my shoes now that i i'm I'm living the fun employee to retirement life so Uh i don't really go out too much but uh yeah that's i was i was i was gonna ask about that like what is what's going on because i mean you know my uh my last correspondence with you uh, on TikTok was about you losing your job. And I've been, I, was, I would always make sure to give you like a positive compliment because I've been in your position, not once, uh, but twice. So, you know, I always just like, you know, you know, just got to keep, you know, grinding away. You got this, like, yeah. you know. It's been yeah. interesting. I've, yeah. I, and that's actually one of the reasons why I actually slow down on the content on TikTok. 
because mm -hmm. as of recent, I've been you know getting messages from people because I've been posting a little bit here and there, and mm -hmm. um, you know as of lately, you know TikTok hasn't been very kind as far as like getting the content that I put out there in front of people that have been right. following me. So it's been nice to see like some folks be like, hey, it's nice to see you. Like I haven't seen you in a long time, and I'm really happy to see your face on mm -hmm. my for you page. And you know I got no control over that. Um, but you know when I started talking about uh, you know what happened with you know being laid off. Mm -hmm. um, I saw it as an opportunity to, you know, in my mind, I was like, okay, it sucks, but I know there's probably a lot of people who are in the same position as me that are probably well worse off. You know, they're like in a much worse position, right? Mm -hmm. So they're getting laid off, and then, you know, they don't have a backup plan or they don't have the support that I have. And I saw it as an opportunity just to kind of get the message out there to folks that, like, you know, not only am I a sneakerhead, but I also struggle with real life shit. That, mm -hmm. that people deal with, you know, and one of those things is dealing with, uh, you know, workforce, uh, workforce reduction, uh, that's yeah. outside of my control. And a couple of those videos went insanely viral, um, like more viral than some of the sneaker videos that I've made. Mm -hmm. I've made a couple of sneaker videos that have done, you know, million plus views, which I'm very grateful for. Um, and some of those are very low energy videos, by the way, mm -hmm. but, uh, it's always, it's always the low energy, it's one. always the low, the low energy <laughs> stuff that does really well, which is crazy. But yeah, I mean, going back to that, that whole thing. I saw it as a chance for me to kind of give people a, a deeper look to my life. You know, like, mm -hmm. let me just, I'm not just a guy that likes shoes. Right. I also have a job. I've got responsibilities and, you know, this is how I put food on the table and how I keep my roof over my head. And, uh, you know, especially knowing that there are, um, there are young adults and teenagers that watch my content. And mm -hmm. I don't think people really understand the responsibility that comes with being a content creator when you have children watching Right. Um, so I try to keep that stuff in mind, you know, when I do make content is knowing that like my message could probably come across a weird way to kids. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Um, it's up to their parents and them to decide whether or not they want to consume it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is, you know, there's like unwritten responsibility that you know, your content gets seen by a very moldable mind. So I felt it was important to show folks that like, I'm not just a sneakerhead. I'm also an adult that struggles. You know? Yeah. And one of those things was getting laid off. And I was hoping that maybe folks would see that, you know, there are other people out there that are also going through the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and those videos went really, really viral. And it caused a lot of anxiety, like a lot of anxiety. I had news outlets, uh, major news outlets. Like I'm talking mm -hmm. to Washington Post, New York Times hit me up. They're like, we want to interview and talk about this stuff. And I had plenty of people saying like, oh, my God, I'm going through the same thing as you. I thought I was the only one. And that 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 made me very happy, you know, mm -hmm. as as unfortunate as the situation was, um, it was happy that if I was very happy to see that my message was getting across to people that were having a very shitty day mm -hmm. or who were also struggling with those same things. And I kind of saw it as the same opportunity as like I take L's on sneakers all the time. And I right. talked about that a lot on, on TikTok. And I wanted people to see like I'm a regular ass dude that takes L's like everybody else. Mm -hmm. I'm not special. You know, I, I don't get hooked up. I don't have companies hitting me up and sending me shoes and, and this and that. Like I'm, I'm out here waiting for shoes overnight. I'm getting up at the crack ass of dawn, trying to hit it, hit on, hit on the sneakers app. I'm trying to mm -hmm. get in on these raffles. Like, you know, and, and I take L's like everybody else. And I saw that as a chance for me to also share my real life L's, you know? Yeah. But that was also met with a lot of backlash. Um, you know, working for a company like Facebook mm -hmm. is met with a lot of scrutiny and I understand why. Um, and yeah, there was a lot of, negativity a lot of negativity a lot of people telling me that they were happy that i was gonna you know um that my rent was going up and i'm not gonna be able to you know yeah that was uh, wild i couldn't believe yeah. that like that i had a lot happening. of that stuff people hit me up in my 
my LinkedIn, hitting me up on, in my email, like my business email that I use for all of my business stuff, you know, and telling me they were happy that I got laid off and everybody, all of my colleagues that got laid off. And, you know, I just, it, a lot of negative shit, like to everything to up to death threats. Like just, it, it was, it got bad. And mm-hmm. it was it's like, of, that's so weird because it's not like you were like, yeah, I worked in data and privacy. Yeah, like, like I was <laughs> responsible for the data breaches and stuff, you know, like I, like all, that was a very small group of people. By yeah. the way. Like, like I was, I was working on like app quality at one point. Mm-hmm. I was working on Facebook gaming and building yeah. a Facebook gaming platform. And I was just, I was trying to help creators get paid. Mm-hmm. And then before that I was working in it and I was like doing enterprise engineering and making sure like all the employees had their, all their it stuff set up. Like, I had nothing to do with any of that shit. It sucks. You know, like I get it. Like I'm also a part of that shit, you know, mm. like all my data got leaked too, bro. Like I right. know what it's, it sucks, <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, and, and it's just how it's crazy how polarizing it is, you know? And, um, yeah, so that was really tough. And it, it was, um, a hard pill for me to swallow because I think at that point I realized like, you know, I really thought, I thought it was a good opportunity for me to talk about, you know, my L's as a sneakerhead and then my L's in real life really show people like, you know, Hey, I struggle like, you you know, Mm -hmm. like going back to what I was saying before. And it's been tough. You know, the, uh, the, the job hunt has been really difficult. This market is insane, especially for a professional like me, you know, I, and I've been interviewing, I've been searching and, you know, I've been met with a lot of ghosting, a lot of like, it's really tough. I I, I recently tweeted that it's like, cause the way was, what, what was the tweet? It was like, I don't know what's worse, uh, not getting a notification that you lost a raffle or not getting hit back by not getting hit back by a job. Let me know. At least, you know, the sneakers app tells me in app, in an email and in a text message that you took a loss, you know, so like you can't even get that now, you know, so it's been tough. And I I wanted people to to see that, you know, that's a reality for me. And, you know, look, I've been uh, I've been very fortunate to have you know, family support, you know, to make sure I got a roof over my head. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm kind of like, uh, you know, I'm humbled to, um, kind of start fresh again and try to figure things out. You know, mm-hmm. uh, um, I was living on my own for a very long time and I decided to, um, you know, I moved back in with my parents, bro. Like I don't give a shit. Like I've, mm-hmm. I'm doing okay. Like as far as like, you know, my finances, right? Like I got, I got money to pay bills and all that. So like, that's everyone's like, you're going to go broke and this and that. Like I made a good amount of investments in my life mm-hmm. over the last couple of years where I'm okay. Like right. things are all right. You know, that's, yeah. that, that, that's did you, not the problem. Did you have to sell any sneakers or? No, I didn't. I haven't sold okay. a fucking shoe. Like I haven't <laughs> sold anything. They're all chilling. I uh-huh. don't have enough room in, in my room now. So I've only got like 15 pairs here, but mm-hmm. I've got a storage unit full of them, you know, and I can go and rotate them out as I need, you know, and, mm-hmm. and at some point I'll probably sell them because I'm not wearing them. And right. I'd rather somebody else wear them you know if it Mm -hmm. ever gets to that point where i'm like you know what i really don't need these right now i'll do something special where i'll make sure that folks that have been fucking with me for a while i'll make sure that you know they'll have an opportunity to grab my personal collection at some point Mm -hmm. but um no it's never gotten to that point thank god you know uh but it's just been you know an opportunity for me to kind of see like what it is that i want to do with my life and you know uh doing things like making content has been a huge passion of mine and this has just kind of been that that eye-opening opportunity where it's like, maybe this is what I should be doing. You know, maybe mm-hmm. I should focus on making YouTube content. I should be focusing on doing, you know, gaming content or, or whatever the case is. Yeah. It's a little bit difficult. You know, I'm not in my creative space. I, I like to be in my own little bubble and mm-hmm. be able to be as loud as I want and, and be able to kind of uh, be up as late as I want because sometimes I'm up at all hours of the night thinking of the next thing I want to make or I'm right. editing video and, and, you know, I can't necessarily be as loud as I want to. So it's, 
you know, it's it's an adjustment. But um, you don't want to be editing a video and then your mom knock on the door. Hey, go to bed. Yeah, 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 I can't. I, and I feel bad. You know, she's she's a saint. You know, and it, it's been it's been a little crazy, but it's been fun. You know, it, it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the idea is to obviously find something, even if I find another job that pays the bills enough for me to just get out of here, so I can get into my own spot, so that I can focus on this a little bit more mm-hmm. effectively. Then, yeah, that'll be dope. But it's been nice to kind of take a step back from from doing TikTok as much as I was because I was doing it every day. You know, you were every day. every day, every day, um, and it and it just got to a point where it, there was just too much negativity, too much hate, even from mm-hmm. folks that you know were following me. They were just like, you know, just just hating on me for no reason. And I was just like, you know, hey, I, I saw this as a chance for me to be real, really real with y'all and and give you guys an inside look into what's going on in my life. And some people yeah. are very appreciative of it and very supportive of it. And I've asked like, are you good? And that, 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 um, that hits home. Some of the creators were very, uh, very open about, you know, wanting to help or at least just mm-hmm. being like, yo, I'm here if you need anything, you know, that, that goes a long way with me. Um, but I, you know, sneaker content will definitely be a big thing on TikTok for me and I'll still continue to talk about it. I just haven't necessarily been in the right physical space to be able to do that the right. way I want to. And mm-hmm. if I can't put my best foot forward in the content that I'm making, I'm not going to put it out there. It's just, yeah. it's just not how I like to do things. Fortunately, I have a l- nice little setup for the gaming stuff that I'm doing, and I, I can do that during the day and, and get all that stuff done. But um, when it comes to TikToks, I need to be able to put on – I need to be, be able to put my best foot forward when I'm talking mm-hmm. about that stuff and be able to talk to you like I'm having like a FaceTime discussion with you. You know, that's, yeah. that's how I like to do things. You know, there are a lot of creators on that app that – do really, really well with the production of the mm-hmm. content that they make. And I want them to continue to do those things. That's not necessarily how I like to do it. I like to be able to say, like, if somebody comments on something, I'm going to respond to you and we're going to have a discussion. It's going to be you and me and anyone mm-hmm. else that's watching. They can watch and they can comment all they want, but the discussion is between you and I. That's mm-hmm. it. I want to be able to do that. So, um, you know, at some point that stuff's going to come back, but I'm still keeping up on it. I'm still watching everybody. I'm still keeping up on the releases. I'm not mm-hmm. buying as much. For obvious reasons, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an adult, you know, so I gotta, I gotta make sure I'm being responsible. So, yeah, I mean, I never, I don't understand people who will buy a sneaker over pay a bill or like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I got bills, you know, I'm I'm, (laughs) I'm very fortunate to be able to say like, I have, I own my car, you know, I purchased my car. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I have all my bills are paid. Like I'm okay, you know, and I'm doing other things to try to, you know, make up for the, the lack of income that I was making. So it's, yeah. You know, and and that's part of life. So, uh, but yeah, I don't talk about the the job stuff on TikTok anymore, just because of uh, all the the stuff that all was coming hit. my way. It just wasn't yeah. worth it, and I didn't want to lose sight of why I started making TikToks and why mm-hmm. I talk about sneakers on TikTok. I, and I didn't want that to become my identity because, the, to be honest with you, bro, like the people that talk about corporate jobs and the tech world and all that stuff, they, they are so cringy. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know that's how you make your money and you got to do your thing, but like, I can't, I can't watch it. It I mean, yeah, I hate I, like I even thought about doing one of those like day in the life of uh, I thought about know, it, too. And, and I was, I was like, like, damn, nah, this I'm ain't good. good, you know, but I, <laughs> I, I've done it a few times. And, I, you know, I wanted people to see, like, you know, what it's like for a sneakerhead that works a full time job. And mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, I wanted to I had some ideas with a bunch of the sneakerheads I worked with to be a part of my TikToks and stuff because they, they thought it would have been a lot of fun yeah. uh, and really give you guys insight onto, you know what it was like being a tech bro that was also a sneakerhead that worked with mm-hmm. other sneakerheads. And, you know, those are like, I had some really fun ideas, but I just didn't want it to take over as like my identity. Cause I feel like a lot of folks allow their job to be their personality and their identity. Yeah. And I just was not me. I was like, no, nah, not a fan either. Nah, I think I like, and, but I mean, like you're, you're talking about being a tech bro. You, you are, <laughs> you, <laughs> you're, you're in, you're, yeah. you're, you do, you compete in uh fighting games. Like, 
Yeah. Like you're in these subsects of where sneakers are I'm like not a renaissance known. man, if you will. It's, right. It's, like I'm doing I'm, I mean, I'm either that or, it all, baby. Either like, that or, or the you're the drippy, the drippiest in, in these sectors, man. I like, know nobody <laughs> in the fighting game community has this has the sneaker game that I do. OK, like yeah. I'm going to say that. Right uh, OK, OK. Now. Hold on. I give you I give you one person. That's all right. Gonna all give right. You. Mark Men. Mark Man okay, will. All right. <laughs> I respect that. Mark, at the very least, Mark Man has been a part of that for, for a while, you know, and um, uh, I, I haven't had an opportunity to actually meet up with him and just and just talk shop. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like there are a good amount of folks like in the gaming space, but specifically fighting games yeah. that um, they could really allow themselves to shine a little bit more if they actually put some effort into wearing some shoes. Yeah, because like I'm telling you, so I was at Evo a couple weeks ago. Yeah, here I in saw. Vegas, yeah. Right, you know, and and I'll be I'm there next year. I'm gonna try to good, get good, man. It's a good time, man. And yeah. I was definitely judging people on their choice of shoes, you mm-hmm. know, and um, in a good way though. I was, I'm always looking for, um, you know, what are what people are wearing. Even in the gym, I do the same thing because it's yeah, a conversation same. piece to me. Like, what do you got on today? Oh shit, I got those too. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think what a lot of people miss uh, on the fact that, like, you know, if we're into games. We're into something. It's a similar yeah. interest, right? Big nerd thing about with sneakers, it. right? Yeah. Like if I see somebody with the same pair of shoes that I got or wearing the same silhouette, like, hey, like you and I got something in common. Yeah. That's what's so cool about, about this shit is that even what TikTok has allowed me to do is like get involved with people that I would have never probably met because we like the same shit. And that, mm-hmm. that is just so cool how sneakers can that's do that. That's how we made friends back in the day, man. Come on. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I think that's just so cool, man. Like, it's such yeah. a cool thing to do. Uh, and being able to, you know, see people at an event, like a tournament that wearing some heat. Like, yo, we could be friends, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're already into the same stuff. We're in the same spot. Now we also have something outside of a niche that we also enjoy like yeah, yeah. We can talk about that i mean know? i mean but like listen so i used to play smash competitively oh and so God. that scene is it's you they need two things better clothes and uh better shower deodorant. yeah yes, yeah <laughs> yes they need a shower i'm sorry to admit it man like i got love for the smash community that game will never die uh-huh. and that community is hella involved like they are even at the local tournament i go to there's mm-hmm. there's there's groups of them that show up to this tournament every single week. And there's like usually a smaller group of people that show up to the street fighter tournament. Like smash folks will show up no matter where, no matter what time they're like, they're just, they're going to pull up with their controller and they're ready to rock, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, they got to up their game a little bit. They got to they got to take off the Crocs and the and the Burks and they got to throw on something nice a little bit, you know? Like nothing wrong with Crocs, nothing wrong with the Birkenstocks. Mm-hmm. Throw on something nice a little bit, let your personality shine, you know? Get maybe make your feet a little bit more comfortable, you know? Yeah. Uh but yeah, dude, I, I see that a little bit more in some of the other marquee fighting games. I think that mm-hmm. obviously because there's a little bit more money involved. Right. Um those guys are able to go out and, you know, get themselves what they want. I saw some mm-hmm. of the pros uh, you know, this past week, they're wearing some uh, some designer clothes and stuff, and they were just kind of letting it rock. I was like, All right, I, I okay. see what's going on here. You know, you're letting you're letting Justin, your tournament ju- winnings uh, <laughs> show. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Justin Wong pulling up in the Balenciaga. Yeah, like, what's that all about? But I love that. You know, I think it's really great. It's nice to see how a lot of these cultures and a lot of these uh, communities they they actually intertwine with each other, right? Mm-hmm. You know, hip hop. Is a, is a, at the centerpiece of a lot of that stuff, even with yeah. Street Fighter in general. Like hip hop is very much ingrained in uh, that, right? And mm-hmm. sneakers is also involved in hip hop, and then that's also connected to basketball culture and how basketball and hip hop is also connected. 
right? Mm -hmm. And and don't forget anime. Anime. And I, sure, yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't get down with anime too much. I, I mm -hmm. just don't know about it a lot, but I'm very much interested in it. So if anyone wants to send me suggestions. I, I can give you a whole list watch, of what you should I'm watch. I'm cool with that. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> I'm always into trying to you know see what's going on. Like I've, I've gotten my Marvel fix for now. I'd like to find something else that I can get involved with. And mm -hmm. I know there's plenty well, of anime I mean, out there. Marvel so, community is is probably a lot of very upset as of late, but I'm I sure, mean, you know, <laughs> I, I love it all, dude. You know, I got love for it all. Some of it I can, I can, you can miss me with it, but for the most part, I love all of it. I'm just a comic book nerd, comic book nerd, but mm -hmm. yeah, if you got any anime to, to suggest, like I, I, I would love a list so I can look through it all, but yeah, dude, it's, it's nice how, uh, a lot of these subcultures and subgenres are all connected Yeah, in some way, shape or form. But if you, and when you actually kind of, brush through it a little bit, you can find it. And I think it's really, really cool. And I think it's nice for, you know, people to realize that like you can like certain things and it's okay to like certain things and mm -hmm. how nice it is that it's also connected to other things and opens your eyes to different stuff. So it's, yeah, that's what I really like about, about sneakers is how in some way, shape or form, they're somewhat connected in some, in some way. Yeah. What did you think about the moment 37 then? The moment 37 Air Force One? Oh, <laughs> Very interesting uh, how that, uh, that, that was a thing. I don't know why they picked an Air Force One. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, that's, they're really kind of milking that whole Moment 37 thing. I feel like <laughs> we, need to find, we need to find something else. What, what else are we going to bring up, man? Nobody's, that, was, uh, that was the first, maybe I want to say that is probably the first viral. I want to say, I actually want to say the first agree. viral clip. To be yeah, honest, I feel know? like most people when they think of fighting games or mm -hmm. or you know that whole genre, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, they think of of that moment with Justin and Daigo, right? Yeah. But uh, you know, there's probably so many other things that you could find, like you know, like the Wednesday night fights, you know, and that was a big that was a thing back in the day and at, mm -hmm. at the Super Arcade. Like there were some some sick grudge matches with like low tier God and Viscont mm -hmm. and um you know, uh, all of the beef that they had, uh, with the local scenes and, uh, even some of the, some of the great matches that we've seen in the past with some of the Japanese players, right? Yeah. Even now, you know, seeing, um, all of the new players come out and from the Dominican Republic and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like Mena and, and Tokido and mm -hmm. those guys being, uh, not only friends, but really good rivals. Like th yeah. those are all really good things that we should celebrate too. But yeah, obviously the moment 37 is just like one of those iconic things when you think of fighting games. Most people think of the perfect parry and and how that all you know turned out and um, but yeah it's great and Air Force One oh man I feel like we could have done something else but you know hey it's <laughs> hey, blame Mark Man yeah it's why it's Mark Man's thing so but I think it's really cool uh, yeah we've seen a PlayStation uh, a silhouette with multiple mm -hmm. multiple PlayStation silhouettes right we've had yeah. Air Force right we've had a a Paul George. Paul George. Um, yeah. What else have we had? I think we've we've gotten a right. Didn't Travis have a, a PlayStation? Yeah, PlayStation Dunk. Right. So we had. Uh -huh. So we've seen it. Right. So it, it would be nice to to see if maybe there there could be that crossover with, um, you know, fighting games and a mm -hmm. certain silhouette. Obviously, you know, the A6 and Marvel is like a good example of how you can make a really good crossover. Yeah. And we've seen it with anime, but I would love to see like a fighting game. Like, let's get a Street Fighter crossover with something. I don't give care me some Tekken. Give me some tech. Tekken as well. You know, yeah. it's really, really well. Um, you know, I, I, good example. I've got this, mm -hmm. uh, I've got this keyboard that's got Akuma on it, right? Like that's it, sick. Yeah. There's all this, there's plenty of opportunity for that type of crossover. So, but I, I think, 
Street Fighter is definitely one of those games that could be a really fun crossover. And if it's yeah. it Air Force One, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is, bro. You're just not buying it. I just, I don't, I just can't get down with Air Forces, man. They're just, you know, I don't know. They're a little bit clunky to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't fit right on my feet. You know, at the end of the day, if the if the shoe don't fit right, I can't wear it. It just, it's just, even if it if it just looks dope, yeah, it has to be comfortable, man. I just can't wear it if it's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, HK Smash, uh, we're towards the end of the podcast. I have right on. one more last question, and I and I want you to think about that time when you pick it when you picked up those D threes when you were younger, right? Now, yeah. you're you from right now. Yeah, and you go back in time. You're standing be- behind yourself as you're about to open that box to look at those D3s. What would you tell your younger self? That's deep. What would I tell my younger self? Mm-hmm. I would put my hand on my shoulder, and I would say, "This is going to be the beginning of an amazing journey for you." Mm-hmm. And that's it. Damn! And then you just poof, poof, poof back, back to the present. <laughs> I could say so many other things like don't make sure you don't go to college and waste all your money. You know, I could say so many other important things and you open up that box of shoes. But I think uh, at the end of the day, I, I, I knew that that was going to be the, the start of something really fun. I think uh, as a reminder that yeah, that was a good choice. to make. Yo, beautifully said you didn't, you didn't tell everybody where to find you. So hit, let us know where to find yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. You guys yeah. can find me on, on TikTok. That's at HK smash. Uh, if you guys mm-hmm. want to hit me up on Twitter uh, and Instagram, they're both at real HK smash. Mm-hmm. And uh, also on YouTube, HK Smash. I make uh, videos every week, fighting game content, and I live stream uh, weekly as well. If you guys ever want to chop it up on Twitch and YouTube. Yeah, yo, thank you so much for jumping on. And for everybody out there, you know what we say each week wear your kicks. Peace. Bye, everyone. <laughs>